What happens when two parent coaches, one a Christian and the other an agnostic Jew, sit down to talk about parenting? They take their listeners from surviving to thriving. I'm Dina Thayer. And I'm Kira Dorian. Welcome to Raising Adults, a podcast brought to you by Future Focused Parenting. Well, hi, everyone. Thanks for being with us today. Kira and Dina here from Raising Adults Podcast. And it is our second episode of season three, and we're very excited to be back with you. And we picked a topic today. It was Dina's pick, actually. She discovered this term. I had never heard of it. And she was like, I think we should do an episode on this. And I said, yes, because I have a lot of thoughts and they're all conflicting. I almost (laughs) want to say this is like super mom fail on my part. Like when I heard this term, I was like, Oh, man, I have really effed up. Like, ooh, Mm. no, no. So I think it's important that people hear when we are failures because you can't get through life and you can't get through parenthood without failing. Um, But this is probably going to be that for me because it was really eye-opening even just hearing this term. Well, and the other thing I think that's great about that is that it's controversial even just for you. So what that tells me is I think for our listeners, they're going to have some different opinions about it, too. And Mm -hmm. I think that'll make it an interesting topic to discuss. Yeah, I totally agree. So why don't you tell everyone what the word is, is. what it means, and then maybe if you have a why around this, I need to think about my why, somehow justify my behavior. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, you go for it. Is this what happens when you aren't future focused? You have to go and plug in the why to make it work? Yes, that's exactly what happens when you're not future focused. Oh my goodness, that's so funny. So I recently came across and read about this rather newer idea called sharenting. And basically what the term means is that you're parenting somewhat through social media in a way that maybe when your kids get older, they're not going to be a fan of. So I think a great example that I read about was potty training. A lot of times parents will post long diatribes about what a struggle it's been, maybe even with a little bit of a, while safe and modest, a still like a blackmail photo, you almost might call it, of like the potty chair or whatever. And what they're finding is in this increasingly digital age, as kids become tweens and teens, they're starting to have an opinion about that and feel like, wait, you know, you posted some things I didn't get a say in. And I'm not okay with that. And then how do we handle that? And while we've done an episode on screen time, we hadn't really tackled the social media beast itself. And so I think there's an interesting combo there, too. But the other side of this coin is don't parents have a right to talk about parenting and to share what's going on and even things that might be good and and want to be able to talk about that. So I think there's a lot of material here where it's kind of dicey. And Because this is a newer concept, and I literally am in that sandwich generation where I was raised without all this technology, but I'm parenting with it. I don't know that I had much of a why around this either. But what's been a little bit of maybe a bonus for me is that my kids are older. So when I came across this idea and even found out about this trend, I was able to ask them, are you feeling uncomfortable about the way I've done this or do you have any problems with what I've posted in past years and things like that? And they actually are okay, I'm relieved to say, because I think I'm actually in the same boat as you. I don't think I had a lot of intention around this because it was coming out as I was parenting. I mean, it was literally happening in tandem. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I had formed this philosophy or mission statement, so to speak, of how I'm going to handle social media as a parent. 
Yeah, because it's totally different. Like we say social media, people think you put social media and parenting together and you think, how am I going to handle my kids' use of social media? But we really don't give a ton of thought to how am I handling my use of social media. It's a lot. And so that's where you get that fun, which, of course, I also like this as a word nerd, the fun munch of the words. You know, you're you're sharing things on social media as a parent. So you get sharenting. I was like, yeah, oh, I love portmanteau, right? Yes. You've heard of those. I love little wordy schmushes. Yeah. There's whole Facebook groups for portmanteaus, by the way. Oh, really? You should join. Dave's it's in like, one. It's like a mashup for vocabulary. Yeah. And I love that. They're brilliant. Some of them are so incredibly clever. But I digress because I don't want to have to talk so, about how badly I fucked this up. Like, oh, you're trying to, are you trying to procrastinate? Yeah, are, are we Are we putting this off? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Little stalling, bit. stalling. So I, I, I can't say I've done this perfectly. Literally, I had a memory come up on Facebook just the other day that was nine years old. So my people were little. They were six and eight. And this is the kind of thing we're talking about where there's this backlash later on of kids saying, hey, that wasn't fine with me or whatever. So I'm curious why you really think you screwed up in this area. What do you mean by that? Well, um. Well, let me say this. I think I should share why I should have had a why and what my why should have been. Oh, Does great. that make sense? Let's hear it. Because I do think there's a why here. And I actually have some friends, I think, who did this really well. And I didn't. I just wasn't paying close enough attention. Mm. I have friends who don't post pictures of their kids. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about their kids. They don't use their kids' names. They use an initial, initial. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never gave a ton of thought to it. And now that we're having this discussion, I'm like, yeah, that was that was really smart. Um, so I think the why should have been that they are one day going to be their own human being. And this idea of informed consent, right, that we are actually, I mean. In the birth world, so hello. I have to tell you. So Dave has a nickname for me, which is Puddle Duck. Um, after Jemima Puddle Duck. I don't know if you heard of Jemima Puddle mm. Duck. It must be a British thing. Anyway, Jemima Puddle Duck is a little bit of a klutz. She's a bumbler. Mm. She 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 puts her little webbed foot in it sometimes. And so he calls me Puddle Duck because that's me. And I think this is a great example of my Puddle Duckness is this situation. Like I'm a relatively intelligent human being and every now and then I'm just a Puddle Duck. And I Puddle Duck this. I like pud- Puddle Duck the crap out of it. So I think the why should have been thinking about when my kids are grown and they're their own people and they're professionals and, you know, all these things, what will they want publicly announced? And I think what you said is so spot on because there is this thing that our generation uses social media as a way of, I think, processing our parenting. Mm -hmm. I certainly did. It was a way of putting out what was going on for me when things were hard. It was a way of celebrating things when they were successful. Well, And let's be honest, don't we also crowdsource for advice sometimes or recommendations and that we use that platform to get some help sometimes or get resources? Absolutely. And I think the other part that's really interesting about this is that our children are growing up in an age of oversharing. Mm-hmm. So the other question is, you know, perhaps the current teens and tweens aren't liking it, but actually I don't know with Reese and Rhiannon's generation if it won't just feel totally, totally natural. Yeah. yeah. So that's a curious thing too. But I, I do wish I had given more thought because, and I'll give you an example that like came to me as immediately when you told me this word. Okay. I could think immediately of an example where, oops, oh. like puddle duckness. So... Reese is a, I mean, I'm going to do it right now. Here I am. I'm sharing 
Like, I have learned nothing. Pitfalls of having a podcast. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> about parenting. Thing, like when your professional world collides. But anyway, yeah. we can go into that in a minute. Um, one of my children is a very picky eater, and um, and they one day finally ate a bagel for the first time, and I was so excited that I posted it on Facebook. Mm. I was like, this child ate a bagel. It's a milestone. My whole world has opened up. <laughs> Sandwiches are possible. I mean, I was so excited. And like three days later, we had friends come over, and they went up to this child and said, I saw that you ate a bagel. So loving, so supportive. Oh. And my child's face fell. Oh. It was like I had publicized, as I'm doing right now, their private struggle. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I mean, I don't even know that I have an answer for this on this particular episode because we're pretty good at giving answers. And I don't know that I have one today because I, it is really tricky for me to be a good parent. I need to process. It's not always readily available with a friend because even though we're sure. in this interconnected time, we're actually the least connected we've ever been. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, and, I, and I think that's a struggle because we don't want our children to feel that we're outing them, shaming mm -hmm. them, putting them in a position of feeling powerless. But I also don't think I need to ask my two-year-old permission to talk about them in a way that's helpful to me. So yeah. I, there's, it's a really fine Because line. both of these people are people with rights. You are right. too. So that, it's a lot like your drugs and alcohol episode right. that, you know, what you shared was your story to tell. You were a part of that story, yep. but you also sought out permission to to talk about the topic. It's, I mean, it's just very complicated. It is. And again, a two year old is not the same as a 17 year old, no. you know, a 20 year old, a 14 year old, even an 11 year old. You're looking at like really different abilities to understand the long term. Mm hmm implications. I don't know. I'm not articulating myself well today because I think this topic has really sideswiped me a little bit. Well, and I think what we're seeing, and this is great. I'm even going to say this to the video. Here's a great parenting mantra. Nobody has all the answers. Right. Like here, here's something where Kira, literally a parent expert, someone I look up to, she's like who I want to be when I grow up. And <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, so when you hit an issue, even if it's not this one, where you're like, I don't know, Congrats, you're normal. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, I have. I remember posting a picture of Rhiannon when she was three, four. She was topless. And my aunt texted me and was like, you can't post that. I mean, that could, that could, you don't know where that's going to end up. And it was, I just never thought of it. And mm -hmm. she was right. And so I'm now very careful about if they're topless, they're covered, they're in their blanket, you know. Yeah. Um, so I've given some thought to that. But, I mean, I've definitely – there's been a couple, like, you know, stories that are funny that you know later down the line are going to be funny. And I also know when they were little and they couldn't understand me. And, again, I was in a darker place, so I was very vocal and verbal about what a hard time I was having. Yeah. And I remember the transitional time, even just out in the world, when I realized they were they could hear me and understand me. And, boy, I needed to shift that dialogue because if they're hearing mommy say all the time, this is so hard, this is so hard, twins are so hard – I mean, what's that going to do to them later down the line? Um, so, and I always feel like I'm a little behind the eight ball with that. Mm. Um, I tend to catch myself like one step too late. I make one misstep. Then I learn and mm -hmm. I don't do it again. But I, a couple times I've had that where I've been on the wrong side of yeah. the realization. That was me with positive self-talk about my body. I I caught that one too late. And I was kind of berating myself and realizing, oh, you know, 
not realizing that's not even the right word. I mean, of course, I knew it somewhere, mm-hmm. but not thinking overtly about, wow, there's some extra sets of ears hearing this. And so I think this can be an example of that. Sometimes people start doing something a certain way with handling their social media and how they talk about their children and what they're going through, and then maybe have to look at it later and think, oh, maybe I need a course correction or I need to at least tweak some things. And I was thinking about your comment about a shirtless child, too, how now even with some of the actual restrictions in the internet, like things can be flagged as, oh, it's not appropriate or it's child porn or Mm -hmm. whatever. When it's so not, it's a kid in the waiting pool or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there's all kinds of ways you can proverbially step in it and maybe not have thought about it or meant any harm at all. Right. Well, and here's the other piece that that I, I know is a huge reason as to why this got out of my hands is we have family in the UK. This is literally how they stay on top of us and how I'm able to kind of, you know, I can push out one photo with a funny story and it can reach our all of our extended family in the UK. Mm-hmm. And yeah, could I do that by text? Yeah, I could. Um, is it easier to do on social media? Yes, Way. significantly. Um, and so there's that piece, too, of like, you know, we are we are so many of us are not living near family um, we want to keep people abreast of the situation. We want to share mm-hmm. photos. And it's a beautiful part of social media. It's actually one of the only reasons I'm still on it, uh, aside from business stuff. Agree. Um, how do you do that without posting pictures of your kids? And, I mean, it's just very complicated. It's a very complicated topic. I agree. And I've said this before, but I wouldn't be on social media if it wasn't for those same things. Obviously, for the business piece, you have to have it. But – for me personally, mm-hmm. it's because of having family who aren't nearby mm-hmm. and kids change so fast. I mean, even now, my kids might look the same in a few months, but they'll have some new accomplishment or achievement or mm-hmm. uh, this is the way people can keep up with yeah, what's going you on. Call everybody and if you time. have little people, let me tell you, oh, I mean, so I fast. have a sister who moved to Arizona and has all young ones. And I'm so grateful that I can see pictures and video of them and know what's going on with my nieces and nephews. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't as readily at least be able to do that otherwise. Mm -hmm. And so I like what you said. Could you technically do that another way? Sure. Are there some people who maybe have intentionally done it that way to avoid this whole fray? Yep. Should they maybe be commended? Probably. (laughs) But is it is it easier? I love the word you use. Yes, significantly. Yeah, but it we aren't is. about easy, Dina. No, this we is aren't. The thing. It's interesting. It's like, but that's it's like what I'm we saying. are being challenged to consider our platform, well, which, and which I, I stand by. And I think to practice what we preach, which is do maybe do the harder thing because it's the better thing. Right. Which is what we should have yeah. done. Of course, I'm in the opposite place because I've a few times asked my kids, can I just take down my Instagram or whatever. I just don't. No, no, mom. Sometimes I want to tag you in my story and I want to and I want to mention you about this. And and I, I then I just melt because I love that they still want to do that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm staying. I'm staying on social, I, media. I love social media. So I'm like on the other side of this in a weird way where they want they want it. Yeah. And, but what we're talking about is what happens if you've maybe done something that later they've decided they don't want. Well, and here's Here's another twisty twist. Let's, Let's just it. like throw this into the mix. But there's also this thing that happens on social media. I almost want to call it like oversharenting uh-huh. or humble sharenting, humble brag sharenting, you know, that we're all guilty of. Um, 
you know, I use Facebook sometimes as a means of bragging about my kids and not in a yucky way. I hope I hope no one ever sees it that way. I'm sure some people do. But more in a like I want to proud of yeah, them. And my kids have sometimes said, are you going to post that on Facebook? You know, So <laughs> I, I think they see that, too, as a way of kind of celebrating and honoring their successes. Um, and it gets tricky because it's like, well, then if that's all that you're doing, then people are going to be like, all she does is brag about her kids. Whereas if I also post the picture of, you know, the poop stained wall that someone decided to paint, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that happened, um, <laughs> then, you know, then I'm sharenting. Yeah. It, so it, it, do you understand what I'm saying? Yep. It's like, then should we just, we should just all come off social media and not use it is essentially the solution to this problem. But social media does have some really positive benefits in terms Mm -hmm. of building support and community and connecting people. So, yeah. Well, I can, I mean, if, if I, I was honest that I didn't really have a why because it was happening as it was happening. But I can share a couple hows, but I've got to be honest, they're going to relate more to people with older kids. I'm going to be really real that I don't have the answer for say you have a toddler. I I don't. It's just the reality. But two things that I have done that I think have been really successful and have helped my kids feel respected and honored is asking first whether or not I may post about something. Mm -hmm. So even, even a positive thing, like say I'm really proud of something that happened. This literally happened this week. And I had to ask, like, is this is too far, right? This is like kind of yucky, proud mom. And I was able to hear happily, no, 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 it's totally fine. So the whether or not question, with older kids, they can have a say. Like, no, you're not doing that. And then you just, sorry, you don't get to. And I've I've been fine with that when mm-hmm. they've said no. So I think asking whether you can post is great. But here's an interesting one. In this day and age with teens who want to post all the time, I've also asked, do you want to post something first? Mm. So like the timing of it, like, may I post about it? And if so, do you want to announce this first? And then can I piggyback on that? Or would you rather just you're the only one? And will you and if so, then will you tag me? <laughs> you know, because I got I got to get in there. Right. I'm mom. Right. But that's been another one, too, is just the timing of it, because sometimes it's really important to them. It's their news. And they might say, yeah, but let me first or I'm just going to. And so that's been really helpful for us. But I know that wouldn't maybe apply if you've got a three year old. So I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I have this picture um, when my kids were just about one, and we took them to see Santa for the second time. <laughs> they they both, you know, that photo that every I, family has of like the screaming child on I Santa's. Think I got it as a Christmas card. I felt very I, special. Yeah, that was the only year we did Christmas cards because the photo was so epic. Because they were both <laughs> screaming. This is the beauty of twins. They were both at the age where Santa was terrifying <laughs> and we had left them on this man's lap, you know, and they're both screaming. And we sent out this amazing holiday card that said, he sees you when you're sleeping. Oh, that's right. And they were like screaming. It was amazing. And I blew it up into a 16 by 20 canvas because my plan, and it, it, this is what I'm doing, is every year I bring it out at Christmas and I intend to do that until they're 18 and just absolutely embarrass them. You part know, of the p- job as part a of, absolutely, parent. It's a responsibility yes, as a parent. part of the job description. But I think that whilst that is funny and everything within the context of your home environment, that perhaps that would have been a better mantra to have from the start. Like if I could mm. go and do it again, you know, sort of like, is it something that is funny in our home, but perhaps longer term wouldn't be fu- so funny? Out in the world. Yeah. Like, would I want, if, mm. if, if my parents had posted this. That's a great distinction you know, to make. 
Well, see, there's a good there how. Go. Yeah, it's you a great how. I just didn't do it. <laughs> But yeah, I think maybe that's a good way of looking at it. If my parents had posted this and said this, would I have been okay with it? And if not, you know, then don't share. And I think it's something you've said on when we were interviewed on Brittany Homer's podcast, the Raising Today's Kids podcast, about, you know, just having these relationships with people who see who differently. Different, yeah. You said, you know, it's also important sometimes to know when not to say anything. And I think because we are in this season of of life um, or season of the world and humanity where it's all about sharing all the time. We forget that sometimes it's actually okay to not post something Mm -hmm. or not. I don't have to celebrate everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe those would be the two hows. If I could do it differently, I would think if my parents had posted this, would I be okay with it? And and do I have to share it? Is it actually necessary? It's Mm kind of like that. um, What's that? You love your what are they called? Acronyms. Oh, yes. What's the acronym that you love about? Is it THINK? Mm-hmm. Tell everyone that one. That's so great. Yeah. I, of course, didn't come up with this. It's everywhere. But the THINK before you speak. And so before you say something, you ask each of the letters. So the T is, is it truthful? H, is it helpful? I, is it intelligent? We've also used inspiring. And is it necessary? And K, I'm telling you, even if you get through all four, if you get to this one and it's a no, don't say it. Is it kind? Yeah. So, so maybe think the, before you speak. And maybe think before you post. Like same concept, Absolutely. right? Like go through and, and, and is it kind to post a humiliating photo of your child? And again, like I say this without judgment because I have posted many a humiliating photo of my child. But I also think one of the things we talk about and one of the things I pride myself on as an individual is not being afraid to recognize when I've fucked up. Mm-hmm. And to and to make a course correction, which we talk about. Yeah. So I think the the whole topic from the second it came out of your mouth has made me kind of go, okay, course correction needed immediately. And guess what? That's also good parenting. Good parenting isn't just doing it perfect every time the first time. No. It's also being able to recognize, oh, I didn't do that as well as I could have. Let me shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to start doing that. It's interesting because I know – let's talk about the work piece for a minute because I do think for us we're in a very unique situation and it's one I know that you know I have struggled with. Um, and I had this the same when I was – I think I talked about this on the childbirth episode that when I – you know, I teach natural childbirth classes and hypnobirthing and all this stuff and then my birth just went super sideways and I remember being in that moment and thinking how can I face my students Mm. my work world and my personal world just like crash yeah full collision full on collision and how scary that was and I and I I think that a lot of a lot of people have that in different capacities of work work life you know lots of people have that and so for the podcast, this is one of those tricky areas. Like, I, I know that you know there's a particular topic that I haven't figured out how to talk about yet because of one of my kids. And because that child's just not at an age to give informed consent, we just can't go there. And that's tricky. Um, same with Dave and I. Like, I will tell our listeners, Dave does not listen to our podcast. He loves me very much. And he's extremely supportive. And he's like, I don't like podcasts. I'm not, I love you. And I'm sure it's amazing, but I'm not going to listen. And I was like, okay. Um and sometimes I'm aware that because I know he's not going to hear it, I might be a little freer with the tongue. Ah, interesting. Um, so I think that there is this tricky thing of how much of ourselves do we share mm-hmm. because our our work stems from our parenting experience. Yeah. Yes, we work with other people and we have lots of stories about that too. But our initial philosophy for both of us came out of our own parenting experience. So how do we talk to our listeners 
about this topic and keep our children's dignity intact. I mean, it's just really tricky. So crazy. I mean, I've, again, just recently, I've talked to my own kids about this, and they have had some issues with the podcast, to be quite frank. And and to be fair, I had to kind of push back because it, it became evident from some of what they were saying that they weren't listening. And not that I expect them to. They're not parents. Mm-hmm. It's not really applicable to them. Can we be clear that it is applicable to Dave, though? It, it is. <laughs> And I want to say shout out to Scott. He listens. Yes, I know. And this is what I say to Dave all the yeah. time. I get like, I get, Scott texts me and is like, Kira, your episode this week. You guys crushed it. It was so great. And I'm like, thank you, Scott. And then I say to Dave, I'm like, Scott, just text me to tell me what a great podcast it was this week. Or sometimes I'll catch him with his headset in and I'm like, you know, making the the like the motion, take it out. What are you, what are you listening to? He's like, I'm just getting some great organization tips from these two moms. Like (laughs) it's so, it's so great. And I love it. Shout out to Scott. Yeah. Pretty awesome. I'll probably keep him. But literally I was able to tell by what my kids were saying, oh, you're clearly not listening. I don't expect you to, you're not parents. It's not as applicable. However, I want to hear what they have to say because they sometimes get concerned that I'm using this as like the platform to just come home and go, now we're going to try this. Uh. (laughs) I'm like, no, don't worry about that. But I'm mostly talking about things when you were little and I'm not going to come home and try to re-implement those things that would just, I'm not going to start rotating your toys. Sorry. You don't have any. Can you imagine if you just like rotated stuff in their room? Yeah. Sienna, I'm now going to be rotating the books on your bookshelf. (laughs) So when the Harry Potter books disappear, they'll be back in three months. That's you know, right. it's, so I, it, it's just funny. <laughs> but they are old enough to mm-hmm. at least raise those concerns. So you're right. The business and personal worlds can crash, especially on this one, because we're literally talking about something we're still doing mm-hmm. and that we're not always doing perfectly mm-hmm. and that we're going to mung up sometimes. So, I mean, that's just the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope our listeners got something <laughs> out of today's Even episode. if it was just think. M- Let's think go over before that again. you speak or post. That was that's such a good one. So go over the letters again. So is think. it true? Is it helpful? Is it intelligent or inspiring? Is it necessary? And is it kind? Did you see how that spelled think, everyone? Uh, just T-H-I-N-K. You know, people who are driving in like half listening. T-H-I-N-K. Mm-hmm. And how about, it's always a good nugget to hear, if you don't have all the answers, you're normal. Yeah. Yeah. And... and- you say it, because I know we're going to say the same thing. Maybe we weren't. I was going to say, and if you find out you're doing something wrong, you can make a course correction. That means you're a good parent. Yeah. You're a good parent. Thank you. That makes me feel better. And I was going to say, and thinking about before you post, if my parents had posted this of me, would I be okay with that? Yeah. And if your kids are old enough, ask them those questions absolutely. I mentioned. Let them weigh in. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually have a quote today that's applicable to this topic, and the person who said this quote is named Pam Leo. And I love it. It says, let's raise children who won't have to recover from their childhoods. Yes. So let's also raise kids who won't have to recover from your social media oh account. Gosh. I'm like, how can I undo it all? All of it. No, you just do better going forward. Do better going forward. I will say I deleted almost all of their fo- all of their photos on Instagram because mm. I went from a private profile to a public profile when the Edge podcast launched, Mm -hmm. and I did not at that point. Once it was public, I was like, no way. So at least I I recognize that. Hey. Hey. That's something, right? It's something. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and we hope that this gives you some thoughts um, for yourself to look at your own sharenting. Maybe you do a lot of it. Maybe you only do a little bit, um, like we've been talking about. It's been very eye-opening for both of us to kind of consider it as as a topic we're thinking about. 
Raising Adults is produced by Kira Dorian, Dina Thayer, and recorded in my laundry room. Music by Seattle band Hanalee. Be sure to join us next week, and thank you for listening.